Welcome to the NPC's Weekly News Roundup for January 11th, 2020. My name is Travis, and of course I'm joined with Preston, Kyle, and Dan. Welcome, hello. guys. Let's go ahead and get ourselves into the news. Hold on! Kyle, say hello. Hello. Damn right. All right. <laughs> All right. Now that's done, let's go ahead and get this started. Our first story of the week comes to us from VG247 and talks about Overwatch 2. Apparently Overwatch 2 may be coming this year, according to a deleted tweet. Since the moment Overwatch 2 was revealed at BlizzCon last year, Blizzard avoided talking about a possible release date. This leads us to believe that a sequel may actually be early in development, with a long way to go still. This is not what PlayStation Brazil believes, however, as the company's official Twitter issued a tweet saying that Overwatch 2 is coming to PlayStation 4 in 2020. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is this voice you're doing? I did that last time to you, too, and I was just all stoked to try it again, man. <laughs> Like, Dude, I listened. <laughs> like, stop it! <laughs> you were so into that voice last time. I figured I'd give oh it a my shot again. God. It was like a, kill- okay, it, sold, it sold last time, but it didn't sell this time. So, <laughs> <laughs> what is this fucking voice? Okay, that was amazing. Oh, shit. So the story goes on to talk about a tweet from PlayStation Brazil uh, saying that Overwatch 2 is going to potentially come out here in 2020. Uh, didn't actually offer a month or very specific part of it except just coming out this year. Uh, back at BlizzCon, there was no actual announcement of a date, just said coming soon. So for it to be getting released this year would actually be... Kind of cool. I wouldn't mind actually seeing Overwatch 2 come out this year. I thought it was going to be this year. I figured they could. Most of the assets are there anyway. Yeah. It's just And they've additions. had this. They've had Overwatch 2 in, in development yeah. for so long anyway. At least they said as soon as Overwatch 1 came out, it's like, okay, what else is there that we can do? And then, of course, the cries for a story game uh, and then changes, of course, to the way multiplayer goes, give different multiplayer options, and... As we talked about, I think last week, they divested a bunch of the developer or not developers, but the designers who wanted to make different holiday themed events. They pushed a lot of them to really start working more on Overwatch 2. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for it coming out this year. Uh, but would it be during the holidays? Because that's when they do the Halloween event. That's when they do the winter event. When would they find time to do their? Because that's when the anniversary would have to be. Well, yeah, here's the big things that we when got. They do so an event we, for that. So what would? What yeah, would be so they've got. Date? We've got. Maybe it'll release on anniversary. I mean, maybe that'd be the thing. Is they'll release it during the actual anniversary event. Was that so, April? Uh, no, it's like June. It's or July. the summer. It's summer. Yeah, is it summer. Yeah. Well, it'll be just after mm. the summer games, and of course, we've got a summer Olympics this year. So, oh, I'm okay with that. We will. Okay. It will probably be in between or just at that. So, uh, no other information. Uh, Blizzard's been very tight-lipped about it. They haven't come out and actually confirmed or denied what's going on, so maybe someone just got a little trigger happy at uh, PlayStation Brazil. Stay tuned. Yes. I think you know, it would make sense because, like, what else do they have this year? Uh, they got the- Diablo Immortal is not this year, is it? <laughs> Hopefully. I know. I know. Never I'm just- would see that game. Um, <laughs> I know the they world- got the Reforged, which is Yeah, that's, this I month. think that's it. Yeah. That might yeah. be it. Uh, I don't think the new World of Warcraft expansion comes out this year either. I think the Shadow Realm is next year. Ooh, Shadowlands might be this year. Or is it Shadowlands? I thought it was Shadow Realm. But still, like I like a new Yeah, it's mm-hmm. possible. It'd be neat. Yeah, beginning of the year is is gonna be reforged, and maybe towards the end of the year will be Overwatch 2. Like, you know, end 2020 on a high note, and like here, Overwatch 2 out for next gen consoles. 
That'd be that'd be a nice launch title. I'm not going to argue with you. That'd cool. be a nice launch title for PS5 and Series X. Unless it was coming out for PS4, though. I know that was on the PS4 part. It, obviously, there's there's probably no PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X handles out there yet, at least official ones, like there are for Xbox and and PlayStation anyway. So who knows? Maybe that's just the way they're going to do it. Or it'll be multi-platform. PS4, right PS5, One, Series X, PC. Shut up, Kyle. Switch. <laughs> say nothing. <laughs> Moving on to our next story. Uh, this one's actually kind of a, a mix of them. I know these links are from all over the place. I apologize, guys. Uh, so there was a Nintendo Direct this week all about Pokemon. Uh, big thing with this, though, too, and this was actually the surprise for most people, is uh, the Sword and Shield is not actually getting a third game. They are not getting a third entry to go along with the series itself to introduce another legendary Pokemon or any other Pokemon to go with it itself. They are actually going the route of expansions. The two expansions uh, are going to be named the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. So this article, at least talking about this part, comes from Polygon. So two different expansions, the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra, will be released in June and fall 2020. Game Freak is foregoing the system it previously used for its main series games, releasing new expanded games later in the release cycle. Instead, the two expansions will open up the Galar region using a player's existing save data. So that means that you're not going to have to go buy a new game, do any sort of Pokemon transfer if you want to continue on that way, redo the entire game. This is going to allow you to continue on even further, which is fantastic. I appreciate Pokemon Company doing that. I'm like, it's about time. You know, like, it only took them seven or eight iterations to get here, but I'm glad we're finally here. Right. We are at a we are at a good point in the way video games have gone that DLC finally makes sense, at least for Pokemon. You know, they've, they've done gifting of, of Pokemon. You know, they've done their special events. So if you want to get something and so on, they've done it. And they've opened that up to everybody. The expansion part, I think, is cool. So they talk saying that we can expect new gyms, accessories, more Pokemon. Uh, they actually did say they're going to add 200 more Pokemon to this. Uh, they're bringing in uh, Gigantamax forms of, ex- of existing Pokemon and also brand new ones too. So they're going to allow you to use that Dynamax uh, functionality to actually like use that on your starters now. So that wasn't a thing though, I guess, when the game came out. But now they're going to be going back and doing that, too. So if that's a function that you like, then by all means, please use it with your... I like all the Inteleon memes already where he's just... Oh, yeah, he's got a... (laughs) just got a gun now. Yeah, so the the Gigantamax of Inteleon has a rifle. He's actually sitting up, like, in a sniper's nest with a rifle. It's a water gun, but it looks like... I mean, people have made... his tail is what is apparently holding him to the ground... It, lo- it looked like that, but if you look at some of the pictures, it looked more like a geyser or something shooting up that just is yeah, constantly I don't know. staying there. I, I just had read something that, but that they said it was his tail. But... I've seen I've seen memes of like people have put like the have shown him and then shown like another frame of the the wasted from Grand Theft Auto, and then a couple <laughs> others have shown that, and then uh, JFK. There's been a couple good ones out there, but yeah, they've gone and clarified that it's a water gun as what's supposed to be, but it looks like a, it looks like a black powder rifle. It really does. So that's neat. Uh, more details are expected before release. The expansion pack will cost $29.99 and be purchased from the eShop. So be on the lookout for that. The second part 
of the Nintendo Direct comes to us from Engadget and talks about Pokemon Home. Pokemon Home is going to be the next area for you to be able to actually save your Pokemon 2 as a new cloud service. So the article goes on and says... Pokemon Company finally releases Pokemon Home, a cloud service that will connect all the different games to give you precious battling your precious battling pets a single happy place to live between battles. So it will allow you to connect Sword and Shield games Pokemon Home and bring over games from older titles uh, from the 3DS as well. And that even includes Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee for the Switch, provided they are among the roster being reintroduced. Someone on Reddit after this came out actually took the time to build out a graphic on how to transfer games from like DS, DSi, like from the Game Boy Advance games hmm. all the way up through all the different trading functionalities to get them into Pokemon Home. Someone was able to map that out. So for any of the Pokemon fans that are out there that are listening to us, there is a guide out there on Reddit that you can follow to trade all the way up through. I mean, they were showing stuff for like, you know, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which came out when the DSI released. So I think that's cool. I think that's neat. Some, yeah, someone was able to actually find a transition path or a transaction path to get your Pokemon moved around from place to place and bring them back. As long as they're in the existing Pokedex and the new 200 that are going to be added. So that's cool. I like that. Out of the new 200, who do you want to see? Give I don't me, know. Give me Galar Scyther. I'll be happy. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing a modification to... Um, well, no, Bulbasaur... The whole Bulbasaur evolution has kind of gotten a special treatment anyway with, like, the, the Mega Evolutions and that. Like, there's Mega... I, or Mega Venusaur and that, too. I always like to see transitional stuff anyway, though. Is like, I always like to see those fresh takes. I wouldn't mind seeing that, maybe. A Galar Scyther. Um... Especially, like, if you could hit it with a, a metal coat and get it to evolve into a uh, Scizor, too. That would be neat to actually see. But what would it look like, though? I mean, you think, because Galar region's well, based I mean, on the United Kingdom, what would it look like? It could really be anything, you know, especially because these two islands are so vastly different. It could very well be, like, a a light-colored beach Scyther, or it could be a snow Scyther. Could be, like, uh, what was it, um, Sun and Moon, where they had right. a... Uh, an ice version of Sandshrew and Sandslash. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. They could do plenty. Mm-hmm. So that was the third topic for, or the second topic. And the third one that we have here was a big surprise, which a lot of people have been asking for. And this article comes to us from Kotaku. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team Remake is coming to the Switch in March. 2006 Pokemon roguelikes for the Game Boy Advance or and Nintendo DS Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team Red and Blue are getting a snazzy makeover for Nintendo Switch. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX arrives on Switch March 6 with a demo available later today. I did not actually play this game, the original. I didn't either. It didn't it didn't appeal to me. I was I was stuck when this game came out still in my standard Pokemon format of 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 collecting, battling, going to gyms and just progressing that way. Uh, the story for this game, though, is that you're a human transformed into a Pokemon, and you need to go around through and save the world as a Pokemon. The image that it shows here is it looks like it shows you as a Pikachu. I don't know if you get a choice of Pokemon based on the area you're in. So it's the plot of Detective Pikachu? Mm, it looks like it's just specific <laughs> to Pokemon. It's not. It, that's a good point to definitely bring up, but uh, I don't know. 
I really don't know. Did you guys play this one? I'm gonna go with yeah, probably. Yeah, I did. I didn't play it. I skipped it as well. But honestly, there's a free demo. I'm gonna give it a shot. See yeah, what it's the, like the demo did drop the exact same day, so Thursday. So it is on the Switch. So if anybody wants to download it and give it a try and Can't relive hurt. this very, very, very much asked for game, it's out there for you to try out. Mm. And it's supposed to release March 6th. So wow, March is going to be a hell of a month. Another game in March. Wow. God damn. Uh, this one was popular enough. I will. I'll probably give the demo a try though too. Yeah. So that's really neat. But that's all that came out of the Nintendo Direct. It was specific to Pokemon. So we can go ahead and move on from that. Uh, the next topic here, of course, I wanted to cover. It's another kind of conglomeration of things. Is CES 2020 was this week? So CES is the Consumer Electronics Show. They show off a bunch of technologies for all different things, whether it's whether it's cars. Whether it's your wearable electronics, whether it's uh, items for the home, like like actual kitchen equipment, that too. But there are a couple. There was quite a few things that came out gaming wise at CES, and I didn't want to get too crazy into like the PC side of things. So I only put in our news topics a couple things that I thought were actually really neat. Uh, the first one I have here is from Engadget, and it's talking about uh, what's known as Razer Kishi. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It is a gamepad for, it looks like as of right now, Android phones. Uh, What it will do is it actually splits apart and allows you to dock your phone into the center of it. And you can use that controller to play all your different mobile games. And supposedly it actually has approval to work for Xbox game streaming as well. That as soon as you get it docked up, it connects up and you just have a controller right there. And this actually ended up winning... Uh, the best of award from Engadget from CES. So that must mean that this thing must be like that good. And it actually looks really good though, too. It's, it's it not that comfortable big either. To hold. Yeah, it does. And I think because you distribute that weight between the two controller or the, the two halves of the controller with the phone in the center, mm-hmm. it's going to feel comfortable. I think a lot of companies have learned from the Nintendo Switch, like, okay, this is what people are looking for. And this goes into another story in a minute, but this is what people are looking for. Let's go back and refine it. Let's take what some people are griping about and let's make some tweaks, but then apply it to this area that we like, which is, you know, mobile phones. Because mobile gaming is getting to be big. No matter what, it's going to be big. I thought I had also heard a rumor that they had an Apple version in the works. There have been a couple. uh, Let's see what this says here. Uh, The Kishi comes with a universal fit thanks to its game vice belt on the back, which stretches to accommodate extra large size pixels. Most Samsung phones as well as iPhone 7 and beyond. In theory, any recent phone with a USB Type-C socket or lightning port positioned in the middle should be compatible. So that's actually cool then. That means that the port on the bottom should be able to switch out between a lightning and USB Type-C, or they're going to sell two versions, an iPhone 1 and an Android phone. I hope it's just one, and you can just switch out the connectors at the end of it. And then just plug in as you go, so you just have one product to sell. Yeah. So that would be really neat. Uh, it's going to be releasing sometime this first quarter of the year. And while they don't have a price listed out for it yet, uh, it might be around 100 bucks for that actual peripheral. They've Razer has not made things like this before um, that I'm aware of. Maybe they have. Um, but I've seen a couple other companies make things like this though too, but nothing that it looks like really embraces the phone itself. The stuff that I've seen kind of just goes onto the side of the phone, but it doesn't look like it really hugs the phone. And this actually looks safe in there. It doesn't, it's not going to fall. The phone's not going to fall out. It's holding into it really well. 
So I'll check that out. If I can find a demo unit of some kind somewhere when they come out, I'll try it out with my phone, try game streaming and see how that works. Uh, the next story again comes to us from Engadget as well. And this one is Dell's concept UFO is a wild switch like portable gaming PC. So that's the thing going back to like what we just talked about with the Razer Kishi is that the switch really inspired a lot of people and, or a lot of companies to go back and say, this works. What can we do to, to emulate this and make this look better? So the Dell UFO is based on their, is based on their Alienware brand which they've owned for quite a few years now, and looks just like a Switch. It's a little bit thicker, a little bit heavier. The screen itself is a little bit larger, though, too, but it's a full Windows 10 PC. It's running some type of mobile architecture in it, similar to what you'd see in a gaming laptop, but it's got the controllers that can remove from both the left and right of the actual screen itself, they can be docked into a special controller, though, too, so you can separate that. It can dock and then output that to a TV. Uh, a lot of people who have played with it so far have actually said that it's a really neat unit. It definitely feels like the hardware is a little bit lagging behind. Uh, the article goes on and says, uh, the company won't divulge what's powering the concept UFO, but in a demo, it was able to run F1 racing in handheld mode decently. It wasn't at 60 frames per second, but was somewhere around 30 frames per second. I had heard that it gets hot and it's a little loud as far as the fans go. Yeah, the fan is not positioned in the same way and vents the same way as the switch, where the fans inside, where the fan is like centered and then vents out the top. Right. There is a noticeable vent on the very back of it. Right. Which, by right. the way, the one thing they learned from the switch was that they made a larger actual like kickstand for it so it folds down similar well no not similar necessarily but it's a larger kickstand that takes up the majority of the back of the device and folds down and then the usb type c port and headphone jack are all on the top so yeah. if you want to charge it and play it then you don't have to worry about getting some special adapter to prop it up to plug it in at the bottom like you do the switch right right which is cool uh it does have a market Though, of course, as being able to take full-fledged games with you is getting to be bigger, and the game streaming stuff is kind of taking away from the PC market in one way or another, but this is only a concept. There's no plan to actually bring this out right now. It's just gauging interest more likely than not at CES, and then maybe we'll see a full-fledged product, uh, especially with a lot of the processors and that that they announced too, processors, graphics, and so on that they announced at CES. But it, you're exactly right. It runs hot. It seems a little bulkier. Um, if it came with some other accessories, like maybe a keyboard or something, or even a stylus, that it's like now you have like kind of this all-in-one thing that you can go handheld if you want, or, or keyboard, mouse, you can you know do work or schoolwork or whatever. I'm actually glad you mentioned that because as a brief segue, Nintendo did announce a stylus. I saw that, and I'm. Which is maybe I think dumb, it's but whatever. So yeah, we don't have a news story for that one, but I think that's because they because that new Brain Age game is coming out. I think so. Yeah, yeah. so I think that's just it. It's just like here, here's the stylus separate, and then when you buy that new Brain Age game, it's going to come with. One. I just wonder what kind of horrendous price point it'll have it being if it's a licensed Nintendo stylus. So yeah, definitely, we'll just have to see what they're going to actually do with that. Uh, on to the next story here out of CES. Uh, PS5, they actually showed off what the logo is. Hooray. It's just the P actually flipped upside down and then another line across to actually make the five. 
Big That's surprise. It. That's it. Um, Someone worked hard on that one, huh? Yeah. yeah. Sony had a couple things to show off at CES. They didn't actually show off what the console looked like, but just reiterated a lot of the things people knew. So hardware features of the PlayStation 5, 3D audio sound, Hapix, adaptive triggers on the new DualShock 5 controller, ultra-high-speed SSD, hardware-based ray tracing, which is interesting, and then ultra-HD Blu-ray. So that means that the newer Blu-rays that are coming out that are able to do 4K and potentially 8K are going to be supported right off of this, though, too. Uh, they did also make a note. I don't see it in this article here uh, from CNET, but they did state that they've sold they have sold 5 million PlayStation VR headsets, hmm. which is not anything to balk at. I mean, that's that's a pretty good number, especially you Watch think, me balk, you motherfucker. All right, do it. <laughs> Man, he is balking hard, folks. I balk like a motherfucker. <sighs> It's, what the hell is bulk? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't know. I just know it's a word. To then why notice. did you use the word? Because I'm trying to sound more knowledgeable. I'm Preston. professional. I am. I'm a professional bulk. podcaster. Oh, go ahead. Piece I'm going to look shit. up bulk. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, there really wasn't much, though, that came out from Sony on the actual PlayStation 5 front. So they showed off a car. They built a car. That's what they did. Sony built a car. They brought it out on stage. And that was it. So, yeah. Anyway. Moving on from there. Hesitate or be unwilling to accept an idea or undertaking. There you go. Balk. There you go. I am going to balk at that. <laughs> you're not going to accept the fact that they... You're not going to accept the fact that they sold 5 million PS Fair headsets. I will. Who gives a fuck? Okay. That's fine. Did they sell me one? Uh, I don't know. Did they? No. Oh, well, okay. anyway. I am going to get one. So moving on to the next story we have here on the list from Engadget. Uh, Respawn Entertainment's Vince Ampella is taking over Dice LA. Hey. That's he will be idea. running both Dice and Respawn. So when the story first came out, there was a concern that, okay, Vince is going to be leaving uh, Respawn to whoever he wants to put in charge of that and then go and just work at Dice. But it looks like... Uh, EA has definitely got a lot of faith in Zampella for what he's done so far, not just with Titanfall, but <clears throat> with – they didn't do Battlefront, did they? DICE did Battlefront, right? Uh, they did Fallen Order. They did Fallen, yeah. And Apex. Yeah. So, well, I'm, think, I'm trying to think of what DICE did. DICE did the Battlefront oh, series, right? The most yes, recent Battlefront. Yeah, yeah, they do yeah. that in Battlefront. So with that, yeah, so I think I think they saw the strengths in what Vince Zampella has – and it's just like, let's just bring them together. So Respawn right now, of course, is known for Titanfall, the Apex Legends, Jedi Fall, another way I'll mention that. And then, of course, surprisingly, you think for a guy who worked on some of the top Call of Duty games out there, he's now working on the VR Medal of Honor game, too. Yeah, you know, I, th- I thought that was an interesting thing that was brought up by Giant Bomb this last week. I just wanted to make a, a mention of it here, though. But he is going to be going to start taking information over there now um and i guess it's because they've got a original and as yet unrevealed game that they're working on that dice is actually in the process of working on so i don't know if it's gonna be a new ip or if it's gonna be a sequel to something or what um i'm excited i think vince ampella is actually one of the top minds right now in the game developer community and I think with his leadership at Dice, we're probably going to see some really good stuff come out of them. So, here's to whatever they might announce either at E3 or going through the rest of the year. I'm kind of upset about it. Why? This means Bethesda and them aren't in a 
a struggle to keep fucking up. That's a good move. <laughs> <laughs> they're finally they're finally coming they're to just, terms with the fact that yeah, they they failed and now they've they've got the ability to recover. Thinking, yeah, EA just gives up on another thing. Like we can't even be the worst, so now I guess we'll do <laughs> smart things. Yeah. So fuck you, Bethesda. Our last story here for the week also comes to us from Engadget. Bayonetta developer is the latest to throw itself at ten cents feet. Platinum Games will get a financial boost from the Chinese gaming giant. Right from the article here, Chinese gaming giant Tencent had his fingers in the pie of yet another well-known developer. Platinum Games chief Kenichi Sato has confirmed that his company took a capital investment from Tencent as part of a basis for partnership. Sato didn't say how large the investment was, but he promised that this would have no effect on Platinum's independence or structure. So, of course, Platinum is well-known for the Bayonetta games. Um, I know Platinum has done a lot. Yeah, Astral Chain, Nier Automata. But Tencent is a very, very big company in China. They own, according to the article, they own League of Legends, Creator Riot Games. They have 40% of Epic Games. They also have a smaller stake in PUBG Creator Blue Hole and even a 5% in Activision Blizzard and Ubisoft. Holy shit, I did not realize they were so spread out. Uh, Tencent, though... Big for their games over there in China. So this is like, I mean, I mean, who's the top? Who's the top publisher in the United States right now? Is it EA still? Like, like top at least in regards to like, at least we can guess right now, like money wise. Hmm. Would it be EA at least like with the amount of money in that? Because probably because I mean because EA has the Madden series and and that so that always brings in a lot of money. Maybe it's Blizzard and then. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Valve. Um, it's not Valve. I'm gonna still go EA. It's this would be like if I think those EA, sports games are what really. Yeah, where I was going with this is this is like if EA was just taking in so much of all of these other companies, especially the United States. Like EA's, like I want, like I'm gonna take a 10 percent stake of of Bethesda. I'm gonna take a a 20 percent stake of Obsidian if they didn't go to Microsoft. You know, they've got their. They've divested themselves among so many different game companies. Um, even having the full control of League of Legends is just huge. I mean, that's got to be a lot of money for them. So this is just another way for them to make more money. So I guess we'll see what happens because with the amount of money that's supposedly coming in to them, um, it's supposedly supposed to give Tencent an actual seat on the board of directors. So I don't know exactly what Tencent's going to push for. Tencent's really big into their games that have a huge amount of microtransactions. I don't know if you guys have seen PUBG Mobile, but it's just their menu, their interface, like even before you go and select a game, is just riddled with microtransactions. As soon as you blow that, like as soon as you log into that game, buy this pass, buy this crate, buy this gun skin, buy this this clothing for your character before you even get to choose what you want to do. So I'm sure Tencent's going to probably inject a lot of that into whatever they they get into. Or they're going to try to turn around a lot of these games that uh, Platinum Games are known for to some type of mobile entity. Well, Tencent does the Call of Duty mobile, too. Yes, they do. Yeah, and Call of Duty's the same way on yep. mobile. The, the Call they of Duty... They you with, like, 8 to 10, like, buy this yeah. pack, buy this gun, I will... this new event, buy into it. Yep, I will say it's like Tencent has that formula down because the interface for Call of Duty Mobile and PUBG Mobile are very similar. They have their they have their little cosmetic tweaks to meet the 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 genre or not genre itself, but the the series 
or the game that it's actually working for. So it has all the exact same elements laid out the exact same way, just the, the tweaks per game. Uh, that's going to be neat to see, uh, or at least interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, Bayonetta's popular game, Astral Chain was okay. Near Automata's actually got a really big cult following with it, though, too. So let's just see what happens with this investment. And with that said, that is the news for the week of January 11th. 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on facebook.com slash the NPCs podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at the NPCs podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or anchor.fm slash the dash NPCs dash podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you guys in our next episode. Have a good night. Bye.